Mike, turn your games down. Hi, I'm looking at another TV episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Upton, and who is in a Starway, Star, Starway, Star Wars anime with me tonight? This is Joe Butler, and my lightsaber will be the one to pierce the heavens. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jody, closet anime fan. Hey, this is your favorite space weeboo, Carrie Caruso on Twitch. And welcome back, all you guys. So we are here to talk about Star Wars Visions Season 1, which came out, which I completely forgot that it came out, in 2021. I thought this was last year. So, a little surprised. Wow. I, I want to say this came out either right at the end or after COVID ended. September 2021. So, I mean, technically COVID's still happening. At, well, technically COVID's still happening now, but the lockdown, everything was pretty well, like, restrictions were pretty much gone at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's that's safe to say. But I, I didn't watch this. I completely skipped it. It came out. I didn't hear good things about it. And I just didn't care at the time in 2021. Kind of like Bad Batch, where I didn't watch the first season until someone convinced me to. Carrie. So just yeah. like this. I didn't watch this until Joe said, we should cover it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I I, um, I thought that I had watched it. And then um, I looked back. And it turned out I had watched the first three episodes. And then that's all I had watched. So. I watched them when they came on. So I think when it first premiered, I probably watched the three episodes that were out and then I just never came back to it. Or no, no, they released the whole season at once. No, I just watched three and never came back to it. Never mind. Which is understandable because they're all so different. And it's this is mm-hmm. one of the few times that we have a Star Wars thing that isn't canon in any shape or form. Yeah, and I, I joked that I'm a, a space weeb. Um, I am a little bit, but I, I'm not someone who just like likes anime because it's anime. Uh, there's a lot of anime I find extremely tiresome, and Ugh. this show this show is about I'd say forty percent that kind of anime. But well, you're a fan of one, two, three. Let's jam. Exactly. I'm a, I'm a fan oh, yeah. of some other. I'm, I'm a fan. I ended up liking it overall, but there are several episodes I definitely would not want to watch again. <laughs> I watched this whole thing twice, so I completely understand. Yeah, you know, I. I'm a big anime fan, so I'm sort of surprised I didn't watch this, but I didn't until you messaged me last week, and then I sat down, and I watched them this week. And, I watched uh, them all yesterday. I watched all except the first three today. <laughs> nice. I watched um, half of it today, half of the series again, because I had off today, so I was like, I'm going to watch a bunch of this. And the funny thing, the other reason why, because Visions 2 just dropped in May of 2023, we're recording this in mm-hmm. early June 2023, so I thought that was kind of funny too. Like I did kind of like Bad Batch, where I waited till season two was happening before I watched season one. And Joe, what is your history with the show? Uh, I very specifically didn't watch this because I really wanted like a really good moment to sit down and watch this. And also, I'm extremely behind on all Star Wars media. I think I'm like halfway through The Mandalorian season one. I haven't started a fat Bad Batch. I need to start Rebels at some point, but I just same. Do not have time because I am also a huge anime fan who and I also pretty much I try to give a it's a it's a it's a way I've I've seen people do it, which is the rule of three, which is if an anime doesn't really catch your catch your vibe three episodes in, you might as well just give up on it. But it's a good rule. I think that's a good rule for television in general. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. And I mean, I, I don't think it works in this show because everything is so different. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. Not with an anthology like this, but I feel like. I don't know. For me, anyway, the first episode was enough to make me want to watch the whole thing. Yeah. When I watched the first yeah. episode, which is called The Duel, I thought this is a carry episode if I ever saw one. Yeah. I was saying, when I said I'm a weeb, that's specifically me. Like, epi- that first, The Duel is like my sexual orientation. 
like Ronin fighting each like feudal feudal Japanese Jedi fighting each other with crazy lightsabers and mostly monochrome. Like that's my shit right there. That was a hell of a good episode. Yeah. Whoever picked the duel for the first episode deserves some kind of award. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If like going into it, like some of my favorite films, uh, Seven Samurai and Yojimbo. Mm -hmm. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, okay, this is, if this is what these are all going to be, I'm like, I'm excited for this. Yeah. And but before we completely get into it, the, the main thing that I have a bigger issue with the Star Wars franchise in general is we kind of need more of this. I'm sick of Skywalker family shenanigans. And I, <laughs> yes, wish, 100%. I, I wish we would either go. I, I've, told, I've always told people about this whenever I meet a Star Wars fan and they ask my opinion. I would rather go either a thousand years in the future or a thousand years in the past. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what we I think we have one. We have a uh, an upcoming Star Wars series set in the in the High Republic era, which is what I think 10,000 years before the original trilogy. Probably. Yeah. So personally, I like this. The only thing I wish is that it was all canon because some of them oh, yeah. are plainly <laughs> not. Some of them are dubious if they're canon or not. And oh, some of yeah. them are definitely canon. <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, a lot of it is like, it's just, they're, ju- they're just having fun. And I'm fine with that. But no, I do want more of this kind of stuff. I, I'm like you. I don't want the, the Skywalkers to ever be mentioned ever again. <laughs> and, I'm, and, and that's, you know, what was so great about it. You know, it's one of the things that's so great about Andor. That's what's so good about the first season of The Mandalorian. Uh. You know, that we're not, we're not just sticking with this one family telling the same story over and over again. But yeah. Yeah, I would have liked some of this stuff to be canon. I mean, you could have made it canon, just said it, you know, fucking, you know, some so many years before, and it wasn't matter. Yeah, I get. I mean, a lot of it, I just think it wouldn't. It, it's just better to. I think it's better for them to not be like kind of no, tied down, tied down by canon, you know? Because then they like, would have had probably more people like you can't do this, where they were probably given a blank slate, do what you want. We don't really care. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. It really reminded me of the Animatrix. Yeah. Which is you know obvious. Oh, yeah. It's the same idea, except those are actual canon stories in the Matrix, in quotations. I yeah. love the Matrix. <laughs> the Animatrix is awesome. I have seen one of the first. I remember watching that on a burned CDR. It it follows the weird thing where if this came out like a decade ago, there there were real popular like I think there's a Dante's Inferno. One of the I think the second Dead Space movie does it. And there's a Batman movie that does it where they're like, hey, you guys just want like we're, we we got a bunch of like people who like animation studios that draw really good. And we kind of gave them like a stencil and just kind of let them go ham. Uh, the bat, the Batman one's really goofy. So is the Dante's Inferno one, because I think they switch art styles every circle of hell. But it it's Ooh. pretty much would be this where this would this would be where like in between every episode, there's like guys at a fire talking about, well, I heard it about this in one part of the galaxy. And then it would go to the next episode. Oh, yeah. I, I love that idea of it being Campfire Tales. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I could totally see these working in that way. Like, yeah. Same. Like, this this first episode, I I was re- I was really liked it. Yeah, it was really I cool. I mean, the, the art kind of was cool, too, but the, this, the style of it, like, the you, you have the small town, you have a wandering samurai, you know, who's only, who they never say his name, and you have people that are attacking that are wearing part of Stormtrooper armor, but it looks like the more of the... Oh my god! I forgot the name of the villains in Rise of Skywalker trilogy. First, oh, oh, the first order, yeah. Red? Also, the first order stuff. First order, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, because they they look kind of like those stormtrooper masks. Yeah, it's, it seems inspired by that, maybe. And it was just really cool. Like you, 
you have them just, you know, taking out the town and then you have like some random, you know, people who are working for the town. It was just some really cool stuff that they way they did it and the art style. And I was like, this is very just yeah, it did feel very seven samurai type thing, which I've never seen. Yeah, I know it's very it cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh how much are we worried about spoilers? Uh, that's all? fine. No spoilers. We just talk whatever. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, okay. Because one thing I love, we're gonna spoil this whole film. <laughs> I just love that he turned out not to be a Jedi. Yes. That he was the a reformed Sith. <laughs> yeah, like it takes a little while where you see her. She pulls out her weird, like spinny blade thing, and it isn't until he draws, and all of a sudden he draws a red lightsaber. You're like, what? And so that plays. It plays into a thing I wish I would see more of in Star Wars of like, you know, just because I'm not a Jedi doesn't mean I'm not a bad guy, you know, because yeah. yep. the the whole Jedi order in itself just has so many absurd bullshit ass fucking rules that it makes sense why some people are like, yep, I'm gone. I'm leaving and my lightsaber is red now and I can't change that. So goodbye. Yeah, I thought it was cool um, how he was like collecting the crystals from each Sith that he kills. And I really like that, too. Yeah. Apparently John- that. Go ahead. Sorry. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Apparently, this one, too, had comics based on it. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, apparently they expanded this universe, because where this one is so far out, it's such a mixture of medieval Japan and that. I haven't read them, but I heard about them, so I'm going to try and track them down. Yeah, I'm interested in that. That sounds really cool. Did did y'all catch that it's uh, Lucy Liu as the the bad guy? Really? I did not catch that. (laughs) That's cool. I liked it that they had this, you know, female villain, and her fucking lightsabers like it. Like almost like an umbrella thing. It was very strange. Yeah, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> with with a lot of stuff in here, and uh, with like the was it the, the new Star Wars games, the one with the redheaded guy. I think uh, my favorite comment I've seen so far on the internet was like, "Man, we're really glad that Star Wars can doesn't have customizable lightsabers because I'd hate to see the the youngling Slayer nine thousand Anakin would have come up with at the end of Episode three. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I gotta admit, that's something I don't think I'd want to see that canon. Like, everybody coming up with these, all these fancy. But for this <laughs> kind of show, it was, I really liked it. Where it was a one-off, and you gotta imagine what else is in that universe. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I could definitely see more in this, because it, it really gets your interest. And, and again, the thing about the show is that every episode is very, very self-contained. A lot of them don't give you closure. Like, this, ep- this, this episode, I, I want to say, gives you more closure. Like, also, another part that was so cool is you have, like, this little droid, like, BB-8 unit, or not BB-8, R2-D2 unit type yeah. thing that's R2 unit that's with him. That, yeah. like, the guy's like, fix this before the tea comes to a boil. And then right as the tea comes to a boil, he fixes him, and he goes flying out there to help him fight the Sith. Yeah. It was just so cool. And I watched it a second time, and I still thought, it's like, damn, this is, like, I caught more of it. Like, the way, like, when the villagers see the red lightsaber at the end, they don't, they're not terrified of him. I think they're a no. little bit scared of him, but not, like, you know, they don't care. Yeah. And the idea of a Sith hunting other Sith, again, also fits. I think she makes a comment, she's like, oh, I haven't fought a Jedi in a while. And he's like, I'm no Jedi. <laughs> yeah, P- people use that sound clip a lot for like a lot of stuff. And it, it ends up just end up becoming pure. Just It hits all the right sensors. And uh, even people making the lightsabers with sheaths has become more of a thing amongst people in the fandom. And I'm really glad that it ends up existing. It's so damn cool just to see them put it in a sheath instead. Like, I'm like... It was damn cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. That happens again. That happens again in another episode too. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was just a cool take. I mean, yeah, you know, just oh. everything with this episode I thought was just really well done. But I, I think it also works that this, this doesn't, it doesn't overstay its welcome. They, because they keep changing art styles. Yeah. yeah. I think if you had this like this art style the whole time, maybe it would get old. But it's just one thing 
with one dictation of a, you know, of a Jedi or Sith. And, and yeah, it just ends with him giving a crystal to the, to one of the, the town's leader, the kid, and then he leaves, essentially. Yeah. He just wanders off. So cool. So it's the real Ronin story. Yeah. yeah. He's wandering Ronin, right? Yeah. But I would totally watch a, a series like about this guy or about it's set in this world. 100%. Yeah. I would. Or, yeah. Or a Django esque movie, like two and a half yes. hour movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't Quentin yeah, Tarantino movie will be better. making a Star Wars movie anyway? I don't know. Quentin Tarantino, I thought, was making a Star Wars. Or no, he's making a Star Trek movie. He's doing yeah, something. I, he's doing oh, something, uh, allegedly. Yeah. I'll believe <laughs> I, it when I see it. Yeah, I know. He's a weirdo, too. I know uh, David Cage is making like an interactive Star Wars game, and I'm I'm waiting for them to announce that it's not existing anymore because last time I checked, he's a complete creepo, so. Oh, no. Yeah, not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> not surprised at all, unfortunately. And then that and that brings us to our second episode, which is called Tattooing Rhapsody. And this one is very, very different. And this is animated by a c- studio Claridio or whatever the hell. It, I don't know how to pronounce these. Yeah, this this is the kind of anime I don't like, actually. That's one of the kind that I don't like. It's <laughs> this fine. This was my favorite of the episodes. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> okay. It reminded me so much of Super Robot Wars. Mm. <laughs> all the little Tibby Gundams and all that. It's the same yeah. style. And I loved the Hutt's Katara that shoots the flamethrower. <laughs> I mean, they're all sm- like Boba Fett's in this, and he looks like he's tiny. It was yeah. weird to me. It's a style. Yeah. It's okay. Too- I'm not, I don't watch a lot of anime. I mean, I haven't watched an anime really since Cowboy Bebop Outlaw Stars, and we're talking about like the Adult Swim days. That's where my anime is. <laughs> so it's weird. Like, I don't watch anime. So I was like, I was very like, okay. I mean, this episode was also just so strange. Like, it starts off with you see a Jedi escaping during the clone wars and then he just stumbles into this random hut and then it cuts to later on where they're playing in a band (laughs) this is the one thing i don't like about this episode is i think he he should have just not been a jedi because his being a jedi had nothing to do with anything else in that episode yeah he converted his (laughs) lightsaber to a microphone yes like they (laughs) just didn't do that dangerous I think that's the idea is that at the end of the day, he decided not to be a Jedi because at any point he could have fixed his lightsaber and he chose not to. Yeah. Instead, he stuck with his friends, these gangsters who wanted to rock instead of be gangsters. So he's voiced by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Wait, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> I wow. didn't look up enough of the voice cast. That's yeah, awesome. that is. Yeah, I didn't look it up either. I've just been looking it up with each episode. What the fuck? I'll be I'll be dropping these these great voice names on you as we go. That's cool. I, got, I guess I got a couple wrote down. Every episode has like some famous people in it. It's uh, of course it's Tamara Morrison doing Boba Fett. I heard his oh, yeah. voice a mile away. Yeah. Did Tyranny, the droid, the golden droid. Mm-hmm. If you notice, she actually had a different colored leg like C3PO. Nice. Oh. I love I, I love that, that attention to detail. <laughs> then you had the random like three three bodied alien that we never seen before. That's fine. Was Land, I think it was yeah. the name. He looked like a weak way, but three weak way tied together. It was strange, but it was cool. He's like, yeah. he's a drummer. We can, you know, he can play three drums at once. I there think he's go. supposed to be. I think he's supposed to be like an Oni. Oh, OK. Oh, OK. That would fit. So and that that brings me to probably one because I like this. I like all the episodes. I, I didn't have any issue with any episode. I do think the second episode is the weakest one. And I could probably explain why I, I think it's the weakest. Feel free. Which which brings me to a whole other question. Did y'all watch this in English or in Japanese? English. 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 Okay, so these episodes, the subtitles for this are also meant for the Japanese version. But the song they sing, I feel like they didn't translate it well into English. And I'm pretty sure if you listen to it in Japanese, it's like 30 times better. 
No, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the song yeah. wasn't great. I'll, I'll agree with that. Like in English, it was a yeah. But they they have people like they, there's people. I don't understand how they you can't have people who do this kind of stuff because a lot of times uh, like the flow of Japanese words don't translate well to English, and I feel like they directly translated the song, which is why it wasn't as catchy as it should have been. But mm-hmm. like people on YouTube make covers of Japanese songs all the time, and they some a lot of them are se- sound fantastic. So I don't know why they couldn't have hired someone to do that, but that's Disney for you. <laughs> I think the only reason I liked it the most is I I like this kind of art style. I like the real cheesy animes, and I just thought it was funny. I was laughing my ass off the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was more the second time. The first time I watched it, I was kind of I was like, eh, I don't know. But when I rewatched it yesterday, I was like, okay, this is actually pretty good. It was, I think, my least favorite. Also, maybe uh, no, maybe not. But it was it was lower on the totem pole for me than than some of the other part of the series because I just didn't yeah. care <laughs> about the characters at all. Like it wasn't. Yeah, they're like, we just want to rock, you know, <laughs> yeah, it was it was really it's just I, I think I'm I'm a little uh, basic when it comes to anime. I like kind of, you know, shonen type stuff. And then yeah. I like like my I, I do like, you know, some non-action. Like I like Studio Ghibli and that kind of stuff. This kind of like silly we're in a rock band anime. is not my thing. So, yeah, but it was well it was well done. I can see that it's well done. It's just not for me. I mean, the whole idea is that like Boba Fett is there to capture the hut that that's on their team because he's supposed to be killed by Jabba for being a disgrace. Yeah. <laughs> but they, then he's their first sponsor. I thought in the, I, when I first watched it, I thought, oh, they're dead at the end of this episode, right? Like, that's what happens. Like, they get to play one more song and then they're murdered. But then I rewatched them like, oh, no, they're not murdered. They, he, he becomes uh, their first sponsor. I thought they all got killed. <laughs> this is very much a kid episode, though. Like, yeah. Fully yeah. on. Like, this is not the, yeah. There's nothing dark or anything about it at all. It's just, yeah. So I, I, it speaks to my inner child. And I, I didn't know that I would actually like Chibi Boba Fett, but I kind of like Chibi Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like the Chibi and the, the Chibi guards, too, like when they shoot their guns up in the air. Like that was that was also funny when everyone's like, one more song. One. And it was just, and you're right. It is a kid's anime because like all the kids yeah. are singing. I'm like, OK, yeah. this is kind of cool. And I, and I think at one point when he goes to grab his microphone, they think it's a license. You're like, ah, oh, just a microphone, guys. <laughs> that was kind of funny to me. It was all right. It's OK. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and that brings us to the third episode, which is called The Twins, and that was created by Studio Trigger. Starring Neil Patrick Harris what? and Allison Brie. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can hear it. I can hear yeah. it now, now that you say it. I might have to rewatch this one now again. Yeah, I, I'm, cool. I might actually have respect for this episode. This was my least favorite episode. I wasn't a big fan of this one. This, See, this is, this is probably my second least favorite, but I still liked it. This is my favorite episode. <laughs> I knew you were going to say all like over on these. Yeah. yeah. So I, I liked of... it until certain things happened. <laughs> I still liked it, though, actually. I liked I it. Really, I think the only one I didn't like was Tatooine Rhapsody. My issue with this one was more a personal issue that it wasn't Luke and Leia that were the twins. What? Because I wanted a what if story oh, of them. What being if of the them. Okay. You know yeah. What? yeah, I thought the whole time watching it, I'm like, this is going to turn out to be Luke and Leia. Like, they're just going to have different names or something at the end when they're not dark side. But they didn't. But that's what I was thinking. So, Joe, when earlier before this, you sent us an opening of a show, which I've heard of but never watched. I watched the opening, but I didn't see the connection. All right. Time, time for my nerd brain to go through. So this is made by Studio Trigger, who is one of, as, as far as I know, one of the big animation studios. The animation for this episode is based more off of their Promare episode or Promare movie that they've just created, which is kind of their like new their newer art style they have, which is much more of a lighter tone, as opposed to, I believe they also made 
the I'm trying to move this thing around. Hold on. They made a uh, kill la kill. Well, they yeah they made kill la kill, but the, uh, the one I posted, which was Gurren Lagan, yeah. is more their art style for the Elder because they also made the Elder, I believe. They made Toby too, didn't they? They made one of the other ones on this. They one. did the I Elder. Made, they made the Elder. The Elder. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's the Elder. I got it wrote down. Yeah. 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 The Elder is is more of their original art style, which was based off Gurren Lagan, and that. Gurren Lagann, Kill la Kill, and most of Studio Trigger animes I tend to watch because they're super brand banana shoes fucking crazy. <laughs> and th- this episode pretty much falls in line with the basis of shit that they do, and that's why it's my favorite episode. Just like the whole idea of like there being twins born through the dark side. And that was cool. To me. They have they have armor that's supposed to sync up with like a five foot or like not a five foot, like a five foot tall, five inch tall kyber crystal that's bigger than most kyber crystals and then he ends up realizing that they shouldn't die over something stupid and like even like with a fight they have where she ends up growing getting like what, like four more arms and she's like shooting <laughs> lightsabers out of her heels <laughs> yeah, yeah i like that part i thought that was fun and uh, it, was, yeah. it wasn't like her actual arms it was like her suit yeah it's her suit yeah but it was no i, I like that i thought that was fun <laughs> The idea of two twin Star Destroyers connected with, like, a cannon in the middle that is as powerful as a Death Star, I didn't know I needed that. (laughs) So that was one of the things where I was like, well, that just looks dumb. Yeah, (laughs) it was completely impractical. Really, the the only thing I didn't like... So I do... It's funny because I love the art and animation style of The Elder. I think The Elder is maybe my second favorite episode. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Hard to to say. But but for this one, it's like, I, I don't like when... I guess it's a thing, and it's a trope in all kinds of anime where people like their faces contort out of any semblance of humanity as they talk, <laughs> and or they like wave their arms and legs around in a way that arms and legs don't actually move. Anything like that kind of takes me out a little bit. And then also, you know, breathing in space and walking around <laughs> also, that also takes me out a little bit. But otherwise, yeah, they were breathing using the force. Okay, it makes sense. <laughs> What about, what about the fact that the hyperdrive, you can use it to destroy a ship, but when it goes through the girl, it only destroys the crystal on her suit. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> it, it was only meant to destroy what it was meant to destroy. And uh, th- this follows also one of my other big uh, funny anime tropes, which is also in, in the opening of that of Gurren Lagann that I showed you. It's the, the big final attack. So him, like the whole po- yep. part where he puts it, the, the kyber crystal in. And it shines like every color of the rainbow to become like a big white lightsaber. It's just peak anime, mm-hmm. peak action. It, it, I liked it. I gotta admit, as soon as I saw it, I thought of Garen Lagan. Because I love yes. Garen Lagan. Like, it's I, so that show. Perfectly. <laughs> I was surprised. Like, I liked the design of the armor. Like, I saw figures of these characters. And I'm like, okay, who are these characters? Because I never watched the show. But I knew it was from Visions. But... I really like the style of it. I was just surprised where this go, where he betrays them, takes out the crystal, and then she's trying to kill him in the guards. And then he he does something that we haven't seen since the the sequel trilogy, where he stops the beams in midair and then shoots it back at them, which yeah. again is cool. Yeah. And this guy which, is much cooler. Which is, than it's good. It is which is something I'm completely fine with because blasters aren't firing a laser beam; they're firing uh, a ball of superheated plasma. So it's completely plausible that if you you could stop you could stop it with the force. And shoot it back like that. But our stun is probably not heated. He stops stun beams in this. Oh, well, yeah. I have no idea what stun beams are supposed to be. I don't think it's ever explained. No, it's not. (laughs) It may have been been in Legends. I don't know. Yeah. See, one of the things I didn't like, I didn't like the. It almost seemed like there was a change in art style 
from when they were in their suits to when you saw yes. their actual faces. And yeah. that's, that's the only, that's the thing that really threw me off with this episode. I think like that's it was, what it was for me too. Yeah. Yeah. Like you see their eyes and their face and I'm like, but it doesn't match the rest of the design of the show. Yeah, that was fair. It was weird when he takes off the helmet and he like, he reminded me a lot of Luke. And when they have the scene where it shows that they, how they were created, it really did remind me of Palpatine yeah. in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like this was just cool. I mean, it was cool to see it taking place like in the, you know, in a, in a what if version of the empire. Yeah. Yeah. That was I cool. still wanted to be Luke and Leia, but it, either way, it was cool. And I agree with Carrie. That it was just weird that the, he takes an X-Wing and, and warp drives into her face and she's okay. <laughs> yeah. But it's fine. Yeah. Anime. Oh, and, and I'm, I was looking it at it. It's, this is taking place after the sequel trilogy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's in the aftermath of the Battle of Exegol, which is the big final battle from Rise of Skywalker. It's weird how I don't yeah. remember that, any of this. Huh. Yeah, yeah, I've only seen Rise of Skywalker once. Why is that, Gary? I don't know. What is it? <laughs> it, don't it worry. was the, la- the last movie I saw before COVID. <laughs> don't worry, we're changing that this year. We're both going to rewatch it again. Yeah. You know, that actually makes sense. That cannon that connects the two ships sort of looks like the cannon on the big ship. It does, yeah. Yeah, so I can see it. Like, it kind of, I mean, it kind of looks like the cannon on the... Uh, the space station in the first in uh, Force Awakens, the that Star Killer, the Star Killer base. base. Yeah, that's what yeah. reminded me of. It is. They're like, we can destroy a planet. I'm like, we did that already multiple times. Star Wars. Yeah, it says in the aftermath of the Battle of Exegol, the remnants of the First Order and the Sith Eternal begin the construction of two conjoined Star Destroyers. What? What is this? Using you're Sith alchemy, <laughs> <laughs> they create two Force sensitive biological twins. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm so just what, reading the synopsis. That's what it says. What What are you guys talking about? There were only two. There was no trilogy. There are only two movies. The last movies that end with the Last Jedi when they kill Snoke and everything's bygones and the movie ends. Yeah, I think so. That's how it should have been. Well, well like, man, like that Jedi. sure was a Star Wars, wasn't it? <laughs> it sure was a Star Wars. Again, I, I'm pretty sure we when we rock that trilogy soon. We're doing this year. Me and Carrie and Peter are like the idea that like I like that third movie doesn't connect to the other. The second movie, they try to act like it didn't happen. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Oh, who's snow? Hey, look, Palpatine's back. Don't, don't worry about that. Uh, well, I can't get over that. Open you see, Sith you see the bunch of Snokes in the tank, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all you need. <laughs> oh God, uh, I'm looking forward to that. But no, it was a cool. I mean, it was very animated. Like her, yeah. with her the blade, you know, the lightsabers everywhere, and then I guess she, she, you know, his ship crashes, she gets lost. Like we're gonna find her someday. Yeah, you know what? Actually, there, her specifically, she reminds me of. I don't know why, but something about the way she's drawn and animated reminds me of um, Operation Echo. If that's if that. that's, that's, uh, that's, that some, that's some like late '80s, early '90s anime. I'm I'm elderly, <laughs> but Operation Echo is is uh, kind of like uh, su- like Supergirl like anime, just like teenage girl who can like you know throw cars around and stuff anime, and then she fights like uh, she fights she fights Biko, and that's it. Yeah. You wouldn't know how to spell Echo. Uh, A-K-O. I gotta look this up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but uh, Jody, have you seen uh, Kill a Kill? Uh, some of it. She looks like the other character in Kill a Kill. The, yeah. The blue, yeah, the blue character. So. I, d- I did see that. It yeah. does look like Operation Echo. I wonder if they're inspired by this a bit. I actually did see some of this Operation Echo. No, you mentioned it, I just didn't remember the name. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember it... Um... Whatever I had, uh, what I, I I had like some satellite dish channel when I was in high school that had that uh, played Operation Echo and I watched it and I, I loved it. It was one of my really one of my first like anime that wasn't like on Toonami. Do you spell it? A dash K O. I think. I, I just recognize the main character. I haven't seen it in like twenty years. 
I used to, there used to be a rental shop near my place that used to have these odd animes on VHS, and I used to rent anything I could get. And that's why I'm pretty sure I must have picked that up at some point. Yeah, if it wasn't Adult Swim or if it wasn't during my brief period of sailing. Oh, it's Project Aiko. Project Aiko. Okay. That's what it is. I okay. remember the last time I was it watching is. anime was when Winnem- Winnemex. The, the, the bad guy in it, when she, I mean, she's like in a, <laughs> she's like in a bikini, but she's like, she still looks like, like she's like flying around with like jet boots and stuff. And it, it just kind of reminds me of it. But then, yeah. yeah, the main character in this looks a lot like Aiko to me. Why the fuck is my search engine Yahoo? I need to fucking fix that. But yeah, it's, pro- it's Project Project Echo is what I was talking about. Okay, that's cool. Which is it's a just a, it's a movie, and then I think it had some sequels and stuff, but it's not a series. So. Which is kind of what I prefer. I prefer like something I can knock out in two hours and not like yeah. have to watch five hundred episodes to know what's going on. Yeah. yeah, I like I like OVAs. I gotta say, yeah, same. That's what that's what I was really into when I was bigger in anime in college was you know Record of Lodos War and stuff like that. Oh, I watched that. Yeah, that was good. A long yeah. time ago. But okay, anyway. So, um, <laughs> anything else about the twins you guys want to mention? No. Okay. Um, the one other thing I will say is that I love the fantastic powers of Kyber crystals in this episode. Oh, oh, yeah. It's an interesting idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did like well, that part. We'll get more into about Kyber crystals throughout <laughs> more of these goddamn episodes. Yeah, say, yeah they're, they're really uh-huh. big on the Kyber crystals in this series. Yes. Which is fine. I was like Disney told us, like, y'all should write about Kyber crystals. Do whatever you want, but you should put some Kyber crystal stuff in there. <laughs> We're never going to explain it. Here, why do you talk about Kyber crystals? <laughs> well, and that brings us to the fourth episode, The Bri- the Village Bride, which is... I like I like this one. ...produced by Kinema Citrus. I like this one a lot, too. I... I didn't this one. I didn't appreciate it as much the first time I watched it, but when I rewatched it today, I really appreciated this episode. This animation looks like the current Pokemon series, or like the last recent yep. Pokemon mm-hmm. series. Is that right, Jody? It, it, man, as soon as I saw it, that's exactly what I wrote down. I said Pokemon or Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yes, yeah. I was thinking. I was thinking it kind of reminded me of Avatar. Yeah, I yeah. think it's the same style. And as far as I can tell, they might the that animation studio might have been connected, probably. With it. Oh. Yeah. I was trying to figure it out. I'm having trouble looking up these animation studios, to be honest with you. Also, the the one thing, since, since we're here in the fourth episode, a lot, maybe like two episodes, maybe three or longer than 20 minutes to some, like, a lot of them don't really hit 30. And I think it works for almost pretty much all of them. Yeah, yeah and they're right? all shorter. Yeah, yeah they keeping were... them short was a good idea. Yeah. And I think, length. I think that's one of the reasons, too, why I never watched this is because I think when this came out, I was like, I don't have time to watch like an hour, ep- nine episodes, an hour each. That's fair. Oh, no, this yeah, this is like you knock this whole series out in like what like three hours. Uh, not even like two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was kind of nice to be honest. No, it's great. Yeah. I, I I like I like that. Sometimes this you just need you something want. short. I'll tell you, you know, this you is one if you do, um, if you want to talk about voice actors, the sister Saku, the one that was going to attack the uh, empire. Yeah. Yeah, that's Stephanie yeah. Shea. She's done a ton of anime stuff. Uh, oh, okay. If you'd watch Sword Art Online, which I loved Sword Art Online, she was Yui, the little girl. Oh. Uh, the AI little girl? The little AI girl, yeah. As soon as she said her voice, I had to go look her up because I'm like, I know that's somebody that I know. <laughs> <laughs> they did a good job with voices in this, getting people. They got a lot of good voice actors. Yeah. No, I don't know. I think the, I like the animation of this episode. That, that drew me in. I was very confused the first time I watched this, exactly what was happening, because you just see this girl is getting ready to get married. You have these two random characters, one guy wearing a bucket helmet for some yeah, reason. The bucket helmet was, I, I, I didn't like that. I didn't understand. I still don't understand the point of it other than to use it as a bomb. But I mean, I think but, it just looked cool. It, use it as so a bomb. It didn't look cool, but. 
And he uses that as a bomb and then puts it back on his head because he's wearing it at the end of the episode yeah. again. <laughs> and like, I really like off. this random woman that has a mask on and like cool shoes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like her. I don't know what her like, name was. Her with high heels. Hey, I realized what she does with those high heels in the very end. So I was very amazed. Yeah. That's her name is F. Oh, <laughs> just the letter, the letter F. It was just it's just cool. Like It's this idea that this town is being, you know, bothered by raiders all the time. And then they and that after the separatists left that the raiders came in and took over all the droids and reprogrammed them, which, again, makes perfect sense. I could see that completely happening because they're not yeah. like the separatists are going to clean up everything. And the Empire sure as hell didn't care. Yeah, but that's also the equivalent of like, oh, man. The war is over. It's a good thing Russia left all these chihuahuas around. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I will say, you said you like the girl in the mask. I just was expecting, like, to be wearing a mask, she must be actually disfigured. Not the little tiny scar <laughs> she has on her cheek. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you really need to wear a mask covering half your face because of this little tiny scar on your cheek? I didn't even see the scar. I thought she was just wearing the mask. I don't know what I thought, to be honest with you. Yeah, I just thought she was wearing the mask to be cool. I didn't even see the scar either. I, I thought it was supposed to be, because he said something about, are you really injured or something? So I'm like, oh, I'm expecting her to like be really disfigured. And it comes out with just a little tiny drawing of a mark on one cheek. That's it. Right. it. It might be a red herring, just just because she tells people she's injured, that's why she wears a mask. But really, she, I think because the whole point is she's hiding her identity, because when they see her, they're like, oh, hey, it's you. And then they're, like, all happy. So I'm pretty sure it was more to conceal her identity, even though, you know, her hair is out in the open the whole time. <laughs> and then she cuts her hair at the very end before she takes off the mask. Didn't understand that either. She was oh, cutting off her Padawan braid. Yeah. Oh, she's okay. saying I'm a, like, yeah. she's she's decided she's the Jedi now. I didn't even catch that she cut that off. I missed that. Yeah. It's very brief. So, yeah, this is supposed to be taking place, like, after the purge. So she's, like, wandering... You know, Padawan. former, yeah, former Padawan, basically. But so oh. she's like declared herself a Jedi. I feel like was she somehow thought... related to the people? Yes, that's what I thought. But they never really, they never really say. Well, you know, it seemed like it, but then at the same time, she didn't seem to understand what the Magina was that they kept talking about at all. Yeah, I don't think she is. It, it according to the synopsis, she was just drawn to that planet um, by Buckethead. <laughs> like Buckethead told her to come there. I thought Buckethead was supposed to be like her her master at first. That's what Same. I thought too at first, but he's not. No, he's just a Buckethead. He's a researcher. Yeah. Okay. They never really explain like any of what he's doing there. So they brought back the control module for the droids, which I know they've had a lot of that. But I find it oh, funny yeah. they put it in a YT freighter. Like it looked like a Millennium Falcon. It did, and it was yeah. weird. It was weird, and it just it seemed too convenient. Honestly, <laughs> to be I mean, right it, there. The thing is, is the control module thing is too convenient anyway. But it was just a a way to end Phantom Menace. Yeah, well, they seem like they got rid of that because they hardly ever happened again. Yeah, it never happens. It, it almost never happens again. Yeah, so it I only thought happens they got when rid the plot of requires it. Yeah, and then I guess the plot required it here, and I thought it was. I mean, I, I, I like it better in Phantom Menace than here. It's a bunch of pirates. Yeah, I mean, it was dumb. It's also funny because like F stands there holding her lightsaber, doing nothing, while Buckethead is like fighting the bad guys, and then <laughs> it just waits till the camera's back to her before she's like, "All right, I guess I'll do something now." It's, it's so, yeah, it was not. It yeah. wasn't well written ending, but I like uh, I like the characterization. I like the art style. I like that. Yeah. You know, that stuff. It's probably uh, one of my favorite animations, that style. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, cool seeing them interact more with it. Yeah. If I, 
if I could bring up three things really quickly. Mike, mm-hmm. Mike, and I'm pre- I don't know if you guys know, cutting of the hair is in a lot of weird Asian cultures. It's usually consists of people cutting their hair is like a form of like getting rid of their old self and becoming a new person. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. You see it in one of the later episodes even more. Yeah, but it, oh yeah, it's also in a lot of things. Uh, Avatar, uh, so, yeah. so much more. I think it's fucking Kill Bill. This is also based off because everything everything here is anime is Japanese animation, so yeah. it's all made in Japan. Uh, the whole style being it in Shinto Japanese, kind of like a what's that Ghibli movie I just saw recently, Princess Mononoke. Oh, that's, yep. <laughs> that's my favorite. That's my favorite anime. That's a good. Yeah, that's movie. my favorite Ghibli anime. Yeah, yeah I, I just watched that for the first time. Great. That's a great movie. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I also I know. Another thing, which I said, they they play fast and loose with the rules Jedi wise. Are you only supposed to carry a lightsaber around? Because I know, like, whenever you play like the new the new game, like you get a blaster, and Cal Kestis is like, "Oh, we're not supposed to use anything but the lightsabers." But it's like I'm pretty sure I've seen Obi Wan use some tools, and I don't think Obi Wan killed General Grievous with a blaster, but then he threw it down and said it was uncivilized. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's really what it comes down to. I mean, Luke blows up the Death Star with a, with a you know an X-wing, so I think I think it's like fine, but I think it's just that generally speaking, they don't. Generally speaking, they do. It's we've only seen in the movies. So then, whoever's writing the thing decides whether or not that's a rule or just a custom. You know. Okay. I, I, I always feel it had more to do with the fact they're supposed to be defensive, not offensive. Huh. Yeah. Like to I think try that's and a neat, that's their a neat expression. Uh, I actually literally just read something today about how that's why the Jedi don't use very many double bladed lightsabers because it limits their aggression to use a single blade. Mm. It, it's a th- fan theory, but it is a theory people have. So like everything about limiting aggression, I think that's where it comes from anyway. Yeah. I think that's, that's a good explanation for it, whether that's like the official or not, you know? Well, uh, F sure defended that princess by using her boots to cut that guy in half. So I'm sure it all works in the end. <laughs> I love, yeah, I, love I love that she has these little like speed boots. I, so. I was I did not catch that the first time I watched it. How she just like did the boots and then slashed. Like it must have been probably playing on my phone, playing Marvel Snap at the time when I was watching this. But the second time today when I rewatched it, I caught that where she like she does something with her boot and then she just bursts at him and just slices him and that's it. Yeah, it was very cool. I was like, this is fucking awesome. And I like how the planet is like I guess connected to the Force. I mean, they don't call it the Force; they call it something else, but essentially it's the Force. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's there's an episode of Clone Wars with that. Yeah. There's also a really funny thing that I think has been proven canon that I think is interesting. Every single one of these episodes has someone saying, I have a bad feeling about this. Do they all? <laughs> yeah, I, I caught, I it, I caught it, it several times. I didn't catch it in yeah. every one of them. but yeah. I I want to say it's in every one because I, I I think when I got to like the fifth or sixth episode, I'm like every single every single person said, I've got a bad feeling about this. Someone and, does, yes. And it has to do with, like, they confirmed, like, Han saying that is him sensing a disturbance in the Force, right? Oh, oh <laughs> really? I hope that if, if it is, I want to go punch the person who decided. <laughs> oh. Stupid. I hate well, the making suit and making Han Solo supernatural stuff that someone did that in, in the old EU. Also, they said that he has a, a, a something, a, a supernatural ability called luck. And yeah, of, that's bullshit. One of the guys in the bar in Moss Eisley is a luck vampire and was like, you know, like saw him and was like, ooh, that'd be a really good one. I need to eat his luck. And then he like got out. Okay, I'm not yeah. I'm not okay with that either. It's not luck. It's just <laughs> he's a he's a smuggler. I mean, how that's how you stay around is by being good at and noticing things are wrong and having a gut feeling. And yeah, I don't like that. Well, I believe everyone's force sensitive. And I think that's what they're trying to get towards towards like. 
as much as I don't want to bring them up. Like they they kind of show that off at the end of the Last Jedi, where the kid grabs the broom, and I don't know what the fuck happens in the Last Skywalker because I ignore it all the time. <laughs> but I they they try to imply that everyone's at least a little bit force sensitive. But I do think it's ridiculous when it goes even further because I think I think at one point I think they they unretconned it, but they tried saying like Han's mom was like not a Jedi, but she was like a force or Jedi temple believer or something like that what? and that's why he's force yeah. sensitive i don't like and this i don't re- i don't remember ever yeah. hearing about it and last time i checked that ended up not being true so it's fine but everyone everyone there was being something a little force sensitive is, everyone being a little force sensitive is fine that's yeah. that's that's just like yeah that makes well, sense the force permeates the universe there, so, sure when we get to one of the later episodes i'm gonna bring up something about that because i think they're actually trying to go even further with it that like anybody can become a jedi mm. Mm. i mean yeah are we are we go with the with the with the village bride and go into the ninth Jedi. <laughs> I one last thing to say about the village bride, like yeah. the whole idea where the one the sister like doesn't agree with it, and this idea that she's getting married after she's about to go sacri- you know, essentially put herself in the servitude, working for the you know to be ransom for these pirates, so they don't attack the town. I mean, I'm assuming she thinks her husband is going to come with her, but I'm pretty sure they're going to be like, no, he's staying right here, buddy. <laughs> she says he's coming with her at one point. Yeah, like, but did she check with them? They're, like they're not taking him. <laughs> no, they don't want him. Yeah, and they they also imply he might be doing something he's not supposed to because he very he eyes that knife very well whenever they're talking. Yeah, I thought like he's ready to fight too. Yeah, or kill both of them. I don't know what he's up to, but yeah, <laughs> it's all on the table. Right? Yeah, and that brings us to the ninth Jedi, which is made by production IEG. This one, this is another one where I watched it the first time. I didn't really like it, and then I watched it again today, and I have more appreciation for it. I, I liked it a lot. I, I like I liked it a lot. This is yeah. my second favorite. Yeah, this yeah. is. I was. I was trying to decide. It's either this one. It's either this one or it's probably. Yeah, this one is probably my second favorite. One thing I'll say: four nines, the droid that follows her around. Mm-hmm. If you ever watched the original Mobile Suit Gundam, that is so Harrow. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I do. the the little droid that follows him around in several different Gundam animes. There's a oh. little <laughs> floating, bo- and it that droid is exactly the same temperament and everything. The only difference is that droid always says Harrow, Harrow. Oh. <laughs> It's a the animation's good in this one too. It's not it's just it feels like just more anime, not yeah. like any like real stylized. It felt more like compared to what I'm used to watching, like how Viva Outlaw Star, stuff like that, for lack of better descriptions. I think the I, I like this episode a lot, and I think the best part of this episode is the twist towards the end. Yeah, no, it, it it's yeah. cool. Like the whole idea is that that there's these Jedi that all came here to meet somebody to get lightsabers because lightsabers aren't around anymore and they show up and then they're waiting and then it cuts to this the smith who made these lightsabers and then is sending his daughter to deliver them because he's had had visitors (laughs) i I loved it i really liked the the like speeder chase yeah yeah that was cool i thought that was really cool and i i thought the the art style it made me think of um specifically the daughter she reminded me of uh nausicaa okay a little bit like very similar like style and facial features but yeah i liked it a lot a little more modern than Nazca because Nazca's just so old at this point. Well, well, Nazca uh, like seventies, yeah. yeah, I think eighties. I think eighties, eighties. I think. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I haven't seen it in God, ye- over fifteen years. But I was yeah, like, I just, I just watched it last. Well, we watched it during, I think, last year, maybe. I think okay. I watched it last I showed, year. It was on Netflix. Showed it to my son. Yeah, the whole like American uh, or English translated Ghibli is uh, on uh, HBO Max. No, it nice. is. It's Max now. There's no HBO. Oh, I'm sorry, Max. Yes, it's yes, Max. It's, it's, they took away the HBO and took away half the quality of the app working, too, when they did yeah, that. Yeah, the app blows. It's garbage I just, now. I just watched it on desktop. But, I yeah. think they're still on Netflix still here. Oh, that's cool. 
You have it in Canada now? Netflix. Oh, okay. All Studio Ghibli went on Netflix a couple years ago, and unless it's come off in the last few months, it's still there. Yeah, no, it's it's Netflix in it's Netflix in some regions and Max in others. Yeah, I fucking hate America so goddamn much. <laughs> I'm gonna hopefully see Nausicaa next month in theaters. In, in, oh yeah, you're doing, the, the sum, doing yeah. the summer Ghibli. Yeah, yeah, I, I just saw awesome. Kiki yesterday. Yeah, summer 2019. Um, I went and saw uh, Secret World of Arietti in the theater. It was the first time I'd seen it. That's a, a Ghibli based off of a series of British children's books. It's really good. Okay, I didn't see that one yet. Princess oh, Monica was the first one of those I saw when I was a teenager, and I've just been obsessed with that studio. Ever yeah, I've been I've been obsessed with yeah. Mononoke was released like by Disney in yeah. America theaters with like Gillian Anderson and gosh, uh, what's her name from Titanic? Kate Winslet. Kate, Kate Winslet and yeah. a few other like famous actors in it. When I was in, I think I was in college when that came out. And Damn. Maybe high school. I I was in high school when it came out. It's like late nineties or early two thousands. Uh, early two thousands, like two thousand. Yeah, I was in co- I was in college early two thousands. So yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, and so I, that's where I that was my first Ghibli. Also, okay. But anyway, yeah, I, I like the Night <laughs> Jedi a lot. I thought it was really cool. Um, I I uh, the twist of them uh, uh, being Sith. I thought it was yeah. great. The only that thing in cool. it they got me was when the one of them he's just like stop. You know you're better than this. And he's like yeah I know you're right. And he just stopped being bad. <laughs> Well, you also see that as the fight continues, his lightsaber goes from red to purple. Yeah, to red to purple. Yeah. So it, it's, you know, because the idea with these lightsabers is that when you hold them, it sh- depending on what your heart is, is what the, the color of the blade is. Like when the girl first picks it up, the daughter, it's just kind of like see-through blade. It isn't, it doesn't. But yeah. as the episode because progresses. connection to the force isn't strong enough. Yeah. When she's fighting, then it turns green. Yeah. And I like the, the guy with the blue one. Because blue scenes in this one dissimilates like innocence, complete innocence. Yeah. So they and they just let him pick it up so that they don't show off. Well, <laughs> yes. yeah. And I, he's I, like, I, can I, I touch it? I have to say, I love that idea of the of the of the of the blade changing color based on your on who you yeah. are. Like, I don't want that to be canon, but I do like it. I liked it in this. I think it was yeah. actually. I liked this too. I know that in the I think in some of the newer Star Wars canon. They specifically have decided that red crystals are made that way by like your anger or something. You like they, they like make the crystal bleed or something. Yeah, yes. and I'm like, I don't like, think that, that's. That I feel like I think, I think, I think that is. just got made canon. I'm like, pretty sure it just got made canon. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like that, but I don't like it either. It I, it's fun. It's funnier because I think like in the original trilogy, I think whenever George Lucas, because I think they they made him do that because I remember him saying something to like, no, originally. It was uh, uh, Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber was just supposed to be red. Like that was just the, it was just supposed to be a way to tell the difference between who was good and who was evil. Yeah. But they yeah. ended up doing the whole bleeding of the kyber crystals and everything to where that's how it is nowadays. I don't fucking know why. Because that's yeah, why I, Ahsoka has the white ones, clear ones, because apparently those are healed red crystals. Yes. 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 Uh, that is canon. And I'm yeah. I, I'm not a I don't know. I'm a fan of it in this speculative anime in a way that I'm not a fan of it in the canon. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I don't know how, how I feel about it exactly. I liked it but in here, but I don't know. I liked I it in here. Yeah, specifically her having the like see-through gray one that became that was cute. color. That was really cool. Which also, uh, since we're like on the subject of that, I don't think there's not a goddamn single lightsaber design I didn't like in this whole first season. Yeah. No, they're really cool. No, they they're did really, really cool. cool things with lightsabers. Was this and it was it 
is it in this uh, in this one? Do they look like katanas, or is that in the next? Uh, is that, that in the that's other? the elder? They look like katana. Yeah, I love I love that. Well, that's so cool. only only the guys does the the young fella Dan his doesn't do yeah. that one. But just like the like, there's even a comment when they when when they show up, they're like, oh, I can feel the dark force, the darkness, or the uh, the dark side. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, of course you can because they're all they're feeling themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I, I love I, Buddy like, hiding in the cool. droid the whole time. Like, you think you're waiting for him to show up, and he's just hiding there right in yeah. And this one ends on a cliffhanger yeah. where, like, where the girl's like, we're going to go rescue my dad, right? Because he gets captured by yeah. the people that hired him, because the whole idea was to, to lure all Jedi and then kill them. And it just ends, and that's it. They're like, okay, yeah, we're going to go get him. And then, because again, it's not meant to be a, a long last thing. It's just a, you just get a small piece of this. Yep. And then they do that shot as they as they go away, making that that look like a lightsaber hanging in space. The, that was yeah. cool. Yeah, that's cool. But this is one I actually could see being canon, but mm-hmm. like thousands of years in the future, because like talked yeah. talk about how the like, lightsabers were gone, Jedi were pretty much gone. The only weird thing about that would be how did Sith end up back again? <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's the 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 yeah the deal is at the end of Rise of Skywalker, we see that there is still there are still Sith. So I, th- I, I kind of feel like, you you know, I don't know, like in the books that are no longer canon, the Star Wars Legends, there's a series called, it's not Legacy of the Force, it's after that. But it's the ones where it's Luke and Ben going on like kind of like a Luke and, you know, his son Ben going yeah. on like a uh, a, a quest and you know, to find something. I can't remember what they were doing. And meanwhile, the Jedi are all, oh, oh no, that's what it is. They're trying to find out why Jedi are going insane. Because Jedi are just like going insane. Yes. And okay, I remember killers. that storyline. And uh, Admiral Dela becomes the new like prime minister of the Republic, and all sorts of stuff like that. But then in the in that series, it turns out that there is a planet of Sith from the like Knights of the Old Republic days still there, like this just been living insulated on this planet, being Sith for the last like ten thousand years. But they're and the they're actual still... Sith species in that one, aren't they? I don't know. I mean, they're the the girl is human looking. I think if if it's the ones I'm thinking of, because I read the there was a whole bunch of prequel stories, like short stories that got released along with it. I read all those, and okay. they're a mixture of the Sith oh, okay. and human Sith, like on that planet. I oh, okay, I didn't so get, there, I didn't finish actually, the series, so that probably is true. I only read the first five books, yeah. I think. In it, I only read the short stories. Never read the actual novels. <laughs> I read the first like maybe four or five. I think five. I read the first five out of I think it's nine books, but. I would pay money for those to have that turned into an actual anime as well, just because yeah. I I've heard where that goes, and I believe the ending of it is like I think like was it Ben Skywalker ends up finding like a balance in the Force, and he actually like yeah. masters it, but he ages like what like twenty years in like the hmm. five minutes he does it. Oh, crazy! Yeah, there's something like that. My nephew read that, and he was telling me about it. I, I would love to see that like fleshed out. I wanted to see a lot of that Ben. Yeah, I mean, I want to see a lot of I want to see a lot of the Star Wars Legends EU stuff like become made into some visual representation. Yeah, same. I like to see that, too. Like the graphic novels they did of uh, Air to the Empire. Yeah, anything like that. All right. Any last thing to say about this episode before we go on to T.O.B. one? I mean, Astro Boy. (laughs) I mean, to me, it was Mega Mega Man, Man? but I knew it was Astro Boy. You know what? It was Astro Boy and then the end was Mega Man. (laughs) Well, the beginning of it was very Mega Man too, but Astro Boy and Mega Man have a lot of shared DNA. Oh yeah, they do. The, prof- the Professor Mataka, I was just like, so pr- that's Professor Light. That's just clearly yeah. Professor Light, but it's a bald spot. So did he have no he hands? He had them in pockets all. Yeah, he's he's armless. Is what the 
it says his arm he is with his lives on a deserted planet with his armless creator professor mataka his arms, huh. I, kept, I kept thinking they were in pockets so that was same but i was wondering a couple of times like <laughs> is he missing arms yeah i think he is yeah and, so he and was- the professor is voiced by my cousin kyle chandler so <laughs> I don't know if you know. I don't okay, know. I was like, that. <laughs> I always, uh, I've always and that said one is, that. This one is developed by Saru, whoever that is. Yeah, but I this is my least favorite. This is one of my least favorite ones. It's down there. So I don't normally. I don't like this. Is a, again, I don't like the like chibi kitty anime. But I I enjoyed the big action set piece at the end. I thought it was really well animated and and fun. Um, it was the rest of it that I could kind of take or leave. It took me back to watching Astro Boy because I did watch a lot of Astro Boy when I was young. I don't know how yeah. I ever got into Astro Boy because it wasn't a big thing over here. Yeah, uh, it, it did have some big Astro Boy vibes for sure. Yeah. And I like the idea of a droid that can use the Force. That's an interesting idea. Same. Yeah, as long as it's not canon, I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah, well, if it's canon, it, it makes no thing. fucking sense yeah. at all. But <laughs> Well, he had the kyber crystal inside him. That's why. Oh, is that what? Yeah, I guess yeah, at the very end, he takes him. it out. Because he's like, I've been all over this planet. I can't find the Kyber crystal. And it turns out it's inside him the whole time. The power he needed was inside was his heart. And he also, had, oh. I was going to say, if, if you want to talk about Dr. Light, though, when he was a force ghost, that was so looked identical to me to the uh, in Mega Man X. For Mega Man X. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. X, I yeah. hit these capsules all over the world and all the different areas. And I thought you might have to do with the right set, right? This is all that you're going to be in. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of capsules, him getting that like that like upgrade at the end where he like dashes forward completely yes. like like yes. Mega Man X armor upgrade. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what that's I was exactly thinking. I, that's why I was thinking it's like Mega Man. It's like the Mega Man X armor. Exactly. It was very cool too. I liked it. I loved it. And the, the Inquisitor that he's fighting kind of looks like he's a robot too, almost. Because mm-hmm. the way his like face it. and his the helmet is like it looks like it's his mouth and it looks really weird. I didn't. I was like, are they going for this? Like, I didn't know what they were going for. I think for. that's what they were going for is that, yeah, that that's all that there is, is the only four users left are like, but it's not because it's taking place during the purge or yeah. right after the purge. And I think they, it's just the anime style because it did look like a droid, but he even said, what, a droid? So he oh, was even surprised. True. He did say that. Yeah. Right in the middle of the fight, right? So yeah. I think it's just that they drew his helmet weird, so it looked like his teeth were part of the helmet. I mean, what is Grievous, actually? I mean, he's like 99% droid. It's fine. He could have been bad. He could have been a cyborg. Yeah, he's yeah. I mean, Grievous is very much a cyborg. He's still got that, you know, he's got that heart that Mace Windu force crushes. I think he also has eyeballs. Yep, he has eyeballs. I mean, he's a a brain and and mostly most of a torso. Well, Obi-Wan and Anakin's mostly machine, even though... Yeah, only to see him without arms and legs. Well, and, and in the in the in the EU, that was how they explained that he just that he isn't like crazy powerful. Yeah, you can't because, use force lightning because of this. Yeah, he doesn't have, have enough biological. Yeah, oh yeah, that too. But he doesn't have enough biological material yeah, to, that too. to fully embrace the force at his full power. Of course, that's again that's not canon, but <laughs> yeah, it's not canon anymore. <laughs> but it was. But it was. It was canon for a long time. I even think it was a mechanic in the Star Wars D and D. That if you have a if you have cybernetic implants, it depletes your ability to use the force. Yep. Yeah, the one it, I think that was even in the D six RPG that I used to play. Yeah, yeah, I, I played. That's what I I played the I played the the no I played the three point five. Yeah, you the you played the second one. I played the old one with my brother. The D six. Oh, one. nice. Yeah. Then then how do you explain Darth Vader where he's like he's like fifty percent robot? <laughs> well, it was supposed to be that he would have been much more powerful because he was just so powerful. Oh, that's fair too. Yeah. 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 
They also kind of changed that, so I'm assuming that's not canon. So, well, now he's like he's destroyed starships in new things. Yeah, Obi Wan, he pulls a ship down. Yeah, he did. That's right. And the comics, he does some crazy <laughs> shit too, which is canon. The Darth Vader comics and the Star Wars yeah. comics. I think so, in yeah. the Darth Vader comics, he doesn't he destroy a star destroyer or something. I can't remember. I can't I've remember, read, but I saw. I read him once. I think yeah. he does. Yeah, it's insane. I read the the volume two, which was the prequel stuff that takes place after episode three, before episode four, and which is really damn good. Go listen to episode dark. Really early comic episode of the show. <laughs> Good stuff. I don't have a lot to say about TOB1 other than I just realized now TOB1 stands for Toby. But, you know. Yep. Um, Your name is Toby. I just did. Oh, and like the whole, I do got to say the whole reason why the, the Empire or the Sith even comes there is because his dumbass finds the ship, goes in the <laughs> ship and goes, call it all Jedi. And they go, hmm, what's this? Let's go check it out. You goddamn five-year-old. Pretty much, yep. I'll tell you, I was surprised it turned out to be Toby. The one other thing I can say is I thought it was going to be 2B1, as in 2B human. Yeah. Oh. And when this episode started, I thought this was going to be much darker than it was, because I thought he was going to go in the basement and find like a whole bunch of, that his mat, the his creator was a Sith, and there was a whole bunch of experiments down there. <laughs> but they didn't go that way. That definitely would have been a way to go. Yeah. But halfway through the episode, I, I, I like how it went, actually, better. But Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, li- I, mean, like, I liked it. I mean, I I didn't hate any of these episodes. I mean, it's down there at the bottom for me, but I didn't hate it. So I didn't hate any of them. And then that brings us to... Actually, I think this is my favorite episode, The Elder. It's a good one. Yeah, that, that, I love The Elder. It's my favorite other than the first one, I think. And this is also done by Studio Trigger, who did yes. another one of the episodes earlier yep. that I can't remember. Uh, the Twins. Okay. The Twins, yeah. That's the Garen Logan. Yeah. It, I like a... this animation style better, though. I, I like this one a lot. Yeah. Bad this yeah. is... I didn't realize this one, I guess, takes place centuries after the death of Dark Bane and the initial extinction of the Sith. Yep. That's what I Remind figured. me, Darth Bane, who was that again? I don't remember. Isn't Darth <laughs> Bane the one that came out with the the uh, rule, rule of two? Rule of two? That oh, okay. to try and hide the Sith? So I'm figuring this guy, this elder, was uh, one of those apprentices that decided oh, to, yeah. to leave uh, his master rather than stay with the Sith. Since there's Yeah, that makes sense. Because he said he left the Sith, you know, before they fell apart because he didn't want to get, like, he didn't want to, I, I don't know, I guess die or whatever when they well, fell apart. Well, he didn't want to die in the infighting that would have happened. Yeah. Darth Bane uh, is the last Sith who then decides that they need to stay in hiding and have the rule, too, it yeah. looks like. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, and just like the Sith, they refuse to follow that rule because there's, like, 30 Sith in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, that's one thing yeah. I really liked about the Darth Plagueis novel because you find out that Sidious wasn't supposed to have them all because <laughs> he had a master and that. Yeah. I, I think that that's what, that's the problem. That's what they all do is, yeah. they, you know, they, they follow the rule of two, but you know, they want to yeah. be the, the top of the two. So they always got to get a second two and they kill the first of the two. Yeah. And that's why Tyrannus wasn't really supposed to have the assassin, but then they changed it that Sidious had him get the assassin. And he also doesn't God, it's been a while since I watched Clone Wars, but doesn't he try to kill her anyway? I think Sidious makes him, doesn't he? Yeah, he makes him kill her at one point because he gets yeah. mad that he has her. Yeah. Something like, it's been a while since I watched all yeah, the Clone Wars. It's been a while, but it was something like that, yeah. I know, this episode is just really good. It's just the idea that they're just these two, this Jedi and the Padawan and Master are flying through space in the Outer Rim, and then they feel a disturbance, so they stop at this random planet that this guy has been to, and there's a lot of, like, really good banter back and forth to make you kind of, like, care about the characters and, like, a lot of foreshadowing about how this guy's like, I'm ready to fight. You know, I'm ready to, you know, I'm bored. Let's do something. Yeah. And like, you know, this whole idea is they get this plant. They find out that some elder had landed and then went up into the mountain. And when it shows the Padawan going to the mountains, like, this is not that easy. Like, how could an old man do it? Which again, and when you see the ship, like you can tell, like that's straight up a Sith ship. 
this this episode also unironic. Uh, it doesn't do it on purpose, but it makes a Monty Python joke where it's like, ah, yes, I am a Jedi, and this is my name, and this is my Padawan. My name is Dan. Yes, he is Dan. <laughs> okay, I didn't get that. I didn't catch it. I didn't really. I, I liked it. I just. I don't know. And the scene, the elder was damn cool. Like the way that this little old guy just pulls out like two lightsabers that look like short sword katanas, kind of. Really cool. I and love take, katanas. And he takes uh, out the Padawan. I mean, of course he does. I mean, I thought he killed him, but he doesn't kill him. He just injures him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how he's not dead. <laughs> no, me either. Well, because he knew he was a Padawan, he he nicked them so the the master would come out. Yeah, yeah. This is another one that uses the whole blue for innocence. Like oh yeah, that, like the blue and then green for more experience. I'm okay yeah. with that though. Yeah, uh, well, you know, it matches cool. for anime. Anime uses a lot of that kind of symbolism in it, right? So yeah. Well, I mean, and and you know, Luke had the blue lightsaber when he was inexperienced, and when he after his training with with Yoda in his first yeah. fight with Vader, he gets the green lightsaber because now he's more experienced. Yep. I think it, it's it works. It does. Yeah. There's what is it? There's also something to do with the stance because whenever he fights him, he takes kind of like a in stance. And the the guy that made the guy that as a, there's a really cool interview from uh, the episode of Rebels where Obi Wan fights Darth Maul, and it has something to do with like the stances that uh, Obi Wan does. One of them's more aggressive, and the other one's more like defensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, that all gets thrown out the window because apparently this dude does the most forbidden Jedi, <laughs> yeah. the most forbidden Jedi technique known to man. Oh, where he turns off the lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. He blinks the lightsaber. So that that was just fucking awesome. awesome. That was you never so see good. that. I don't think anywhere because you, it's illegal. Uh, it's forbidden. I mean, Obi Wan did it fighting Darth Maul, like uh, in um, in Phantom Menace too. Oh, I mean, not was? to that effect. But when he's fighting him, he like flips the lightsaber and turns it off in midair and turns it back on. To strike to get oh, past Obi Wan to get past Darth Maul during the duel of the fates. I yeah. gotta rewatch that now. Yeah. I didn't realize he did that. Yeah, if you watch him, he's there. like he's fighting and he goes, he flips it and turns it off in midair and turns it back on in midair. Yeah, so, I was and, just reading something about in the High Republic era. Yeah, that's something they talk about why it's forbidden about how it's taking too much risk or something like that. It, Apparently, it, it was explaining something new. It, okay, it it's unsportsmanlike ship or something is what it is because uh it's a thing of like technically it the lightsaber is kind of like a, a part that's always supposed to be on it's kind of like always having your blade drawn so you turning it off and turning it back on to like confuse someone isn't sportsmanlike. so like it's like a weird like well the, the jedi and the sith both have like a gentleman's agreement that you're not supposed to do that <laughs> yes. which you would think um, the sith would be the one to break it more often since they wouldn't care <laughs> well <laughs> I I think the idea is is because since it's uh Carrie brought up that it's brought up in episode one. I think the idea is that Jedi use it more because the Sith cheat more. Because for example, in the Elder, he's using two lightsabers, mm-hmm. and uh, in technically in episode one, he's using a double sided lightsaber, which is also, I guess, cheating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I just that... I, liked oh, him. I really liked him doing that, and he stabs with the heart. Awesome. Oh yeah, I loved it. I loved the and I love the Elder's like two lightsabers that he draws like from. It's just very cool. The voice actors on this one. David Harbour. Yeah, David Harbour is the Jedi, and James Hong is the Elder. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yep. Yes. James freaking Hong is the Elder. That's so cool. That is really yeah. cool. I like that. For, people, that. for people that aren't aware, James Hong is an incredibly famous actor. Who He's in, like, um, gosh, uh, Big Trouble in Little China yep. would be like yep. the one I think a lot of people know from. Wayne's World 2 is where I... Knew him from as a kid, probably that with that in Big Trouble in Little China. Um, Kung Fu Panda. 
Everything, so everywhere, yeah. all at once. <laughs> Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, he's yep. in that. Yep. He's in I that too. That yep. Okay. Oh, that's good movie, so, by the way. Good. And and then I was gonna say he's in uh, Lethal Weapon Four. He's in Lethal Weapon Four. I don't remember. Isn't that. he? Isn't he Uncle Benny, the one that they they interrogate by oh, uh, giving yeah. him nitrous oxide at the dentist's office? <laughs> that's right. He is. I forgot about that. Yeah. Man, it's been years since I saw that movie. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen it, so now I'm curious because I like him. Okay, I didn't know that makes this episode even better now. Now he's Ming Na Wen's dad in Agents of Shield. Yep. Yeah. Never got he's, that far. I don't just think. so many things. I like Ming Na Wen. Oh, I, I love do Ming too. Wen. She's had a crush scary. on her since ER, <laughs> since the first season of ER. I didn't know she was in ER. I never watched she, ER, but she was in the first season of ER as Carter's rival intern, and then she comes back in like the fifth or sixth season and was one of the main characters of the show for like six seasons. Oh wow. Yeah. She was part, so she was in the first year, and then she was part of like the, she was like a minor character in the first year, and then I'd say like one of the top build cast for the la- for several seasons later on. Yeah, I love me not win. <laughs> oh man, that's cool. No, it's just, I mean, it's just a really cool episode to watch them fight and and to see all that, and then he detonates the ship so they can't find anything about it. So I think this and, is probably one of the most realistic episodes. Like this could yeah. have been just something from canon. Yes, I'll say yeah. This one, this one more than any of them, I think fits. Just fits. Yeah. Where the Jedi tells you know his Padawan, he's like, you know, we we all can lose our strength. We're all going to lose our strength yeah. someday. He's like, if we had fought earlier, I might have not won. So it was really good yeah. though. He really was killed it. by time. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that, that's an, and it's a good idea. And it's honestly, it's how a Jedi would think. Yeah. I think of them, right. I liked it. Oh, that, I I completely forgot. We're talking about all this interesting stuff. I believe in Toby. His master does, or this one of the episodes where someone says, uh, what, I don't know if it was the elder or Toby, where someone says, oh, don't try, just do. Oh. Yeah, I did catch it. I don't remember what episode that was. Now. Yeah, I don't remember But I do remember it was said, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I did not catch that either. All right, and then that brings us to episode eight, Lop and Ocho, which I don't know how I feel about this episode. I liked it. I, I liked it. <laughs> this was the Dragon Ball episode, like with the oh, animal people. Dragon Ball. <laughs> Yes, I didn't even think about she that. She even had the scanner. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. she did. She had, but it's pink and not green. And she doesn't yeah. go, his power level over 9,000. So. Yeah, it was so but he tells cool. her to and use her got, eyes. Don't use the scanner. We've got the return of space rabbits. Return? So, yes. Yeah, so if you, so when I, when I was, gosh, I guess it's like 1979. So, so when the original New Hope came out of theaters, Marvel got the license to make a comic book based on the movie. So their first year run is telling the story of a new hope in comic book form. And then they're like, all right, we need to do the second season. What's going to happen next? And Lucas is still working on empire. And so they've got to do their own thing. Like, all right, cool. We're going to introduce a new character and they introduce a green rabbit named like uh, Jackson. And he becomes kind of like one of the main characters of the comic series. Yeah. Ah. There he is. That is not what he looked like in the comics. That is like, no, no. He yeah, looks yeah. much funnier. But yeah, yeah, he looks. You know, who he reminds me of is Bub, Bucky uh, O'Hara. Uh-huh. Bucky O'Hara. Yeah, Bucky That's O'Hara. Only, only Bucky O'Hara came out like 15 years after Jackson. But yeah, so the second season, the uh, Marvel comics, uh, Star Wars comic, you've got Jackson, the space rabbit, and Lucas fucking hated it and put the kibosh on it from after that. Oh, man, he does look exactly like Bucky O'Hare back mm-hmm. then, too. Yeah, and he, he has not come back yet. Yeah, I'm telling you, Bucky O'Hare is just like a straight ripoff of him. Oh, anyway, so that's why I was like, everything. yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's only showed up on a cameo appearance on a cover of the Star Wars comic when they brought it back in one of the in one of the comics 
he was on on the cover as a parody. Yeah. But yeah, he's never been brought back. <laughs> but now we've got now we've well, got, we've got Star Wars Space Rabbits again. I do think this is probably like the best looking episode this season. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. It was really it was, good animation. It was really good. I still the first episode is that's the art style for me, but I love this one too. I thought this was Oh, really and good. this is done by Gino Studio. But yeah, no, I, I I agree. This looked the best. I mean, I liked it to a degree. It just wasn't my favorite, but it was really, it was cool. It did look really good. I like the theme of this episode, which is like you don't have to be blood related to be family. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the idea that they find this this father and daughter find this rabbit woman who's a who's a slave essentially who escaped, and they cut her her collar off, and then you know bring her. She calls it you know he he adopts her as his daughter, and like the the change where the daughter the. His real daughter's like, oh, you could be my sister, you know, come stay with us and be family. And the father's like, no, we're not. You can't just do that. You can't just say that to people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it really changes as the episode goes on. It does. It gets, yeah. yeah. This is the one, like you were talking about the cutting off the hair, her cutting her hair off exactly in the traditional Chinese way, like how they would cut off a top knot to renounce mm-hmm. their title. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, because that's what she was doing, renouncing her social status, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think this also has, I think, it's another reference in the episode where this takes place like a thousand thousand years later, because I think whenever he brings out the the heirloom, the heirloom, he talks about like the Republic or the, the resistance being like a thousand years old or something like that. Yeah, he does say something like that. He says they, that, they, it, that it, was, it was like this is passed down to us for is through our family for a thousand years or something like that. Something like that. But did a you thousand see, years or a thousand generations. Oh, uh, mm. did, did you see on the scroll that has like the resistance symbol, but it's like a crane holding like a star? Yes, I loved it. Which the resistance symbol is based on the old Republic symbol, so which is based on the High Republic symbol. So, hey, the symbol is based on the family symbol of Star Killer. Don't you remember that, Carrie? <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> it okay, was. I don't know this. Not anymore, but that's what they tried to say. I heard yeah. that. Actually, the, how they animated that box, beautiful. To be honest with you, the design they did on that. I oh, like the to actually like the lightsaber box. Oh yeah, I would love to actually have that. Like that. Yeah, that'd be very cool. It also doesn't help. Uh, I know Mike knows what I'm talking about because we've done an episode on it. Uh, have either of y'all played No More Heroes? Uh, I just listened to your guys' episode. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, no, I've not played it, but I know what you're talking about. The, uh, the, the the heirloom lightsaber looks like the last beam katana you get in No More Heroes where it's just it's got yeah. like a really cool hilt. And then like there's there's also writing on the lightsaber blade for yep. some reason. But that's also just <laughs> yeah. completely fucking Whatever. badass, too. Yeah, it just <laughs> um, looks good. It just looks so cool. And like is, how how his real daughter turns to the Empire and all that stuff, like that was cool. Yeah. And then her weapon is like a like nunchucks with blades, like lightsaber nunchucks. Yes, fucking cool. It's very cool. Very cool. It's not. It's um. God, what is that called? It's a the three it's, the um, three go ahead. a three section staff. staff. Yeah, the three section staff with chains in between. Yeah, it's very yeah. cool. And then he was using uh, Psy, basically. Yes, but they were had a little bigger. They might not be side. They had a bigger blade in the middle. I think there's another name for that, but it's the same kind of thing. It was just, it was cool. And how like, uh, she Katar? turns the, to the, um, well, she turned Katar. the empire yep. to save the planet because they're like, we'll just, we, you know, we, we'll let you guys live. Just, you know, don't, don't fight us. You're, you're terrorists again. Yeah. I mean, technically they are, but <laughs> know, this is the, the same idea where he brought out that you can learn to wield the lightsaber. The techniques have been passed down and it gave me the idea that the force in this was almost like a technique you could learn. Yeah. Because everything else we've heard of is you have to have the force to wield a katana. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I say good. <laughs> or, or middle ca- whatever the hell it was. Midichlorians, yes. Or they called it Mandalorians. I was just watching Mandalorians. 
Andy <laughs> called it a more M, high M count. Ugh. They want to forget that. They ever said that stupid phrase. Ugh. Well, they're saying it again. They brought it. They're keeping it in there. Some in little tiny things for some reason. <laughs> but it, it was cool. Like on how pissed her, her, you know, Ocho gets when the rabbit girl has the lightsaber. Yeah. She's freaks out. She's like, you have my sword. Yeah, and she cuts her across the chest, and it doesn't kill her. It was kind of weird. It it reminded me of Luffy. <laughs> yeah, the big X cross on him, and he's still alive. Yeah, he loses an eye sick. too. She takes away his eye. Like well, he has off. no eyes now because they already yeah. have one gone. Yeah, he's laying yeah. on the ground, just like, well, there goes my last good eye. Thanks, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she kind of had the right idea, like, but again, she did it wrong. Like, you know how. She just betrays, but her cutting her hair was also cool to show that transition. Yeah. Yeah. And then she comes out in the full gear of a Sith officer or, or a not Sith, officer, Empire, yeah. Imperial officer, which I was kind of surprised. Like, wow, you guys <laughs> promoted her real fast. Yeah. Because that was like the big white uniform, like only high level officers get. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think the whole point was it that they, they were going to make her a high level officer because she's supposed to be the next leader of the town. Oh, so yeah. She, yeah. She would have. Yeah, she would have to be a high-level officer. Yeah, I think that's what it was. That makes sense. It was... Yeah, and it's the it's like the capital of the planet, I think, too. So it's like she she would be basically in charge of the planet. So it's like she's skipping. She's like skipping straight to Moth. So <laughs> they call him Boss Yazaburo, and I'm just wondering if that's a mistranslation. There, I should have looked at the Japanese because Boss wouldn't that be like a boss of a clan, not necessarily of a city? Well, the yeah the the synopsis calls him the planet's clan leader. Oh, okay, so no, they would did use the right term then. Which I, that's, I mean, that's weird. that's what Wikipedia says anyway. How these how planets work in Star Wars and Star Trek, but I, it makes sense. Yeah, everything else different. Yeah, anything else about this episode? The only other thing I have wrote down is that he travels in a his ships looks like the uh, CR ninety Corvette, the Carillion Corvettes. Yeah, I thought Got that the I was, same head on it. <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. I was like, that's an odd choice. Yeah, it was fine. It was just it was fine. It was just I, I thought it was an interesting shout out out okay. of nowhere. Since he like renounces other cultures, not needing help from outsiders, but then he has one yeah. of their ships. Okay, and that brings us to our last episode of season one: is Akahan Akahari Akahakiri? I can't pronounce it. Akahiri. Akahiri. Yeah. Okay. Also made by science. It means Saru. red mist. Oh, this one I did not finish the second time. I was watching it today. I got mostly through, then I ran out of time and stopped watching. Oh, I seen it once. I watched the whole thing once. I just didn't finish my watch, second yeah. watch. This one's okay. This wasn't. I wasn't crazy about the animation style for this one. I, yeah, I think when I was watching this one, I wasn't paying close enough attention. I should have been. It, this. Yeah, go ahead. Then go ahead, Teddy. I was gonna say it's almost Gilby, but not quite. It's the animation's rough around the edges, the way the Studio Gilby does some of it. Yeah. But it's but it's a different shading in it than they do. It's not like painted, right? Yeah, they just didn't care for not the not the art necessarily, but like kind of like the animation and the the specifically the fight scene. It made me think of uh, My Hero Academia a little bit. That's a weird pull. It probably isn't right, but that's kind of what it made me think of. I like the voice cast for this one because I wrote down like Kamachi. That's a uh, Kyoni Young. He's been in tons and tons of stuff. Oh, I can't even think of what anything. Oh, now. George Takai is one yeah, of the. Let's say yeah, yeah, George George Takai is Senshu. I did not yep. catch that. Huh. Yeah, and um. Tsubaki, the guy who turns in the end, that's uh, Henry Golding. He plays Nick Young in Crazy Rich Asians, which mm-hmm. the movie's only so-so, but I love those books. Okay. He also plays Snake Eyes. The <laughs> Snake Eyes movie. They... Oh, oh, is that the guy playing Snake Eyes? Oh, yeah. Okay. I assume you don't see his face, huh? Yeah. You, no, you do a lot. It's it's kind of like his origin story. His origin story is supposed to be, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. I never. I didn't see that movie. 
that release yet? I, I don't didn't don't think it came out yet. Oh, I think I they had a, a Snake Eyes movie already came out. It, uh, it came out. No, it came out two years ago. Okay. It came out during the pandemic, so no, I just didn't. Oh, see that's it. why I I, I yeah. knew I was hearing about it. I didn't think it got released yet. <laughs> I I have the fucking funniest thing to tell you guys at the podcast. But anyways, I think that they shouldn't have ended the season with this episode because it ends. Yeah. It's it's not a bad note, but I was just sitting there. I was I was at work watching this, but I'm sitting there and I'm like, wow. The fucked up way to end a season. Yes, this is the dark one, the darkest one. So okay, and I I get I actually sort of like the idea that it it showed the temptation. I think it shows the temptation better in this of how somebody could fall to the dark side to try and protect someone you love than what they did yeah. in Anakin's story. Totally, hundred percent, hundred percent. Oh god, I mean. You know, Star Wars just loves the show. What better way we could have done this movie that, you know, was the big lead up to yeah. like the whole series. No, like, all the ways we could have done this better. That you could follow the dark to protect the ones you love. And yeah, they just cut it so short. But it, I guess it was just a couple of movies. But then they did it in this in what, a 15 minute episode. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to this. Like he's you have this random Jedi who shows up on this planet who's fighting just random idiots. And then he goes through some starts having visions and can't fight anymore. To get the turkey in his ass beat. It was good. And, and I think the, the visions were seeing her die, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was, I wasn't a hundred percent clear on it because when we see his visions, they're only that black and the white. So, I, but I thought it was seeing her die because he yeah, said yeah, he's, so at one point that he saw somebody die repeatedly. Cause he's, yeah, he's seeing the future. I think he keeps seeing, I think he keeps seeing visions of himself murdering people. And that's why he's freaked out because he's a Jedi. Oh. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense too. Because he shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's crazy, like, he accepts it to save, I didn't write her name down, that princess's life. Lisa. Which also, but, I guess, it is his old love, is what it says in here. Yeah. It, it seemed like he had been there earlier and had fallen in love with her, even though he wasn't supposed to, and then went back, right? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. This also follows, like, and I, I, I as as we talked about it numerous times, I it always made it seem like whenever you bring someone back from the dead, like as a Sith, they'd be like maybe a zombie or something. But he brings her back and she's just fine. And he's like, yeah, I'm yep. evil now. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> interesting. But, but you got to wonder how she's going to feel about that. Yeah, that's, yeah. Fair. that's true, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's cool. Like the whole lead up of them, you know, traveling across the countryside and them trying to get back to this place. Like it's it's very cool to see. And I, to, I, yeah, I respected it a lot. A lot more than I thought I would. I think looking back through the episodes, if you had switched this one and the elder in placement, mm-hmm. I think it would have came out better because you would have started with the the duel and ended with the elder, which I think is the other strongest episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, think, I can't I be the only one. Well with that. But when he fights the ant in the very end, I kept thinking of the grandma. I can't remember her name from Dark, the one of Dark Side's minions in DC. Oh, Granny Goody or something like yeah. that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Goodness, That's what I kept yeah. seeing. I kept seeing Granny Goody. She had a really unique way to drew her. Yeah. The Sith. And, the, she, and I didn't like her design very much. She's supposed <laughs> to be like a Shogun, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like, you oh, can I, see like I, when she sat down, it reminded me of like the way they have like samurai sit down in like anime and stuff. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, something about her face didn't look like a person to me. But, <laughs> okay. but it's anime, so you can only take some. It was just, I don't know, the animation of this episode just wasn't, eh, wasn't for me. Yeah, it was fine. But I think you're both more anime fans than I am, so. Yeah, I liked it, personally. It was the only one I just, I didn't also didn't finish watching. It was cool. I mean, it, it's cool to see an- we have another thing where somebody tries to resurrect somebody. 
And like you guys said earlier, this is this actually made sense to why he turns to the dark side to save the, the woman he loved that he killed. You know, literally yeah. as it happened, not I had a bad nightmare. I had a bad nightmare, Darcidius. <laughs> Help me, please. No, nope, literally, right then. He had an emotional response and just like, yeah, okay, I'll swear myself to you if you help me save her right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you would think he'd almost just turn on her right away, but I guess he still got too much of the Jedi honor. Uh, <laughs> I have honor that since you, you saved this woman, I will now murder for you. Yeah. 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 She's like, no, just murder her now. <laughs> like, this is what you came for. Well, if you've gone that dark, you might as well go a little bit further. <laughs> yeah, and kill the person that actually is evil, yes. Yeah. I mean, it was, all, I mean, it was, it was cool to watch. It, but yeah, it was also kind of a downer episode too. I think that's why I didn't like it as yeah. much because they resurrect her and then they just, I think they just, le- they depart. But essentially now he is, you know, he joined the dark side. So, yeah. 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 I thought it was cool. Like I, like I said, I like this one a lot. This is, I don't know about if it was my favorite, but it was one of them. I liked it a lot. I just think, yeah, I agree with, with it being a downer. It probably shouldn't have been the very last episode. Yeah, no, I don't. It was an odd way to end. I don't like that. I, I'm very big about shows. Where I don't like things that end sad personal thing but yeah yeah i don't either that's probably it bothers me it depends i mean empire is a great great ending yeah but i don't like empire as much so i actually like empires i know i agree but like if you want to go anime like that's why i'm not a huge evangelion fan even though so many people are yeah what are you talking about that show ends all happy they're all happy to be they don't you know yeah yeah what are you talking about? That new trilogy movie ends like the best note ever, and also I have not seen the the trilogy movie. Uh, yeah, no. I, 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 I not, the original. I need, to, like, I need to rewatch the original series first. If you watch the series, I, I watched the series a couple times over the. Past I loved time, it. Actually. I loved it when I was like in high school and college. And see, everybody shame. told me how great it was, and I never had a chance to see it until the pandemic. It came on Netflix. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, thinking it's it's probably been like really dark. six, eighteen years since I've seen Evangelion. What you do is you watch it till near the end when like the last couple episodes and you just turn it off and you're good. No. Well, no, I need the ending. The, That's what the I did. Ending matters. I, I, yeah. I got to watch the movies. The movies are supposed to explain more of it because it's yeah. so trippy at the end. Yeah. I've seen the whole thing once and then I rewatched on Netflix like you were talking about during during the pandemic. But I got yeah. to when the last angel shows up and it's the kid and I just I was just done. Yeah. The, the, the movies are fine because the first two movies cover like what's basically like the first half of the series and then it goes off on its own route but the ending the ending to those four movies are much better than the evangelion series in general okay Uh, Okay. i gotta watch the second two because i've seen the first two then i lost my prime membership so i can't have access (laughs) (laughs) and they're just too just too depressing for me i i that's why i can't do it unless if it ends on a happier note maybe i'll give it a try yeah, the, the last movie ends on like it, it, it's a whole thing of where the movie basically tells Evangelion fans, hey, this is what you wanted. We hope you're happy and enjoy it. And it's like, yeah, I'm I'm perfectly OK with this. OK, maybe I'll have okay. to check it out. Then. I'll have to check it. That was that was my big problem. It's just too unhappy. Yeah. In the U.S., it's all on, it's on Netflix. OK, maybe I'll go back uh, to it. Okay. Well, I say that the, the series is. Yeah, what I don't are, think the, the, the new movies. In Canada, they're on Amazon Prime. Are they called? Are they the Evangelion 1.0, 2 I yeah. believe it's one. I think the it's the director's cuts are 1.11, 2.22, 3.33, and I think the last one's three 3.0 plus 1.0. Yeah, yeah. those are on uh, Amazon Prime here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I'll check that out. Then, I'm maybe. getting my Prime membership back in a couple months. Then I'll just watch them illegally. That's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... All right. Any last thing to say about this show before going to Shelf Stacker Buck? Nope. Okay. And Jody, what about you? So, like I said, I got a few here that I really like and a few that I'm just so-so on. There's nothing bad here. 
So I would probably stack. I'm probably not going to rewatch it anytime soon. Okay. But it was nice that they did it, and I am curious to see season two now. Same. I'll go next. I'm going to put this in the stack also. I enjoyed it, but yeah, I won't go back to it. But I also heard this one isn't isn't nearly as good as season two. I heard great things about after it dropped. So Really? Um, yeah. Trust. Um, Kendall, friend of the show, who has his own podcast and the big Star Wars guy, he loved season two, and he posted on Facebook. He's like, watch season two. It's like, it's great. I'm like, got my attention. And then, that, then we did this first one finally. So yeah, we'll do season two at some point, probably this year. <laughs> I just don't know for sure when. All right, and what about you, Joe? Uh, this is very much going, not only just going on the shelf, I'm basically taking every like poster from every one of these episodes, I'm gluing it to a baseball bat, and I'm beating Lucasfilm's people with this, being like, this is what we need. I need more of this, because I'm so fucking sick of what we're doing now. So yeah. <laughs> and what about you, Carrie? Uh, I'll, I'll say stack. Um, I'm not going to rewatch the whole uh, season, but I definitely could see... You know, showing somebody the first episode or a couple of the episodes. I kind of want to watch the first episode while I'm, you know, doing some death sticks, you know, so <laughs> we'll see. I think, I think, I think stack. Yeah. Okay. All right. And yeah, we'll, we'll do season two at some point. Cause now I'm really interested. The same thing you did to me with bad batch where I had no interest and I'm like, damn it, I'm in. So yeah. the animation looks quite interesting. I was looking through the episodes today. Yeah. I'm interested to see the next season. I heard really, and I, like I said, I heard really good things about season two. So I'll have to check it out because man, as well get caught up on the Star Wars stuff. <laughs> uh, Something just takes me a couple of years to to want to watch it. I don't know. I was burned out at one point with Disney Plus. I think so. It took me a while to get on these shows. And yeah. Carrie, where people find you at? Hey, so I'm on Twitch and YouTube at Carusetta, K-E-R-O-O-S-E-T-A. You can watch me modify and repair video game consoles, and uh, more often just uh, you know playing video games, mostly Dark Souls type stuff. <laughs> Not Zelda. Oh well, yeah, that too. I have to I have to hook up the Elgato to do Zelda to, to stream Zelda, so I don't do that as much. But okay. it's because I'm lazy. <laughs> and Jody, where people find you at? Well, I'll say my latest thing was on. Uh, if you look up Superpod Saga, they had a music episode. I just guessed on that. We had a roundtable, some of the best video game music. All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, there's tons of other Star Wars episodes you can go listen to. We do. We've been doing a ton of them this year. So we've done a bunch of the movies, the whole prequel trilogy, original trilogy, all Mandalorian, all three seasons. So go check all that out and find everything on Podbean. Just type in Star Wars on our main page and see what comes up. We do comics, all sorts of stuff. We cover other video games. So yeah, go check out our giant catalog. If you want to support the show, we do a Patreon for those dogs. You vote in our Patreon poll. You'll see a link in the show notes to our Patreon. So definitely go support the show. We have a poll every month. We also have a Discord. You can come chat with us. So please do that too. I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Hatsphere. You can follow her on TikTok. And also want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who started his home podcast at Gamer Looks at 40, like two years ago. But definitely go support him too. He does a great show. And you'll see a link in the show notes to him also. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube, audio only, but we are on there. And that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Later. Bye. Yeah.